scripture this morning is read by Sean Walker. It's on our uh, overhead screen found on, in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 23, verses 26 through 43. When they led him away, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, coming in from the country and placed on him the cross to carry behind Jesus. And following him was a large crowd of people and of women who were mourning and lamenting him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, stop weeping for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others also who were criminals were being led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place called the Skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right and one on the left. But Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots, dividing up his garments among themselves. And the people stood by, looking on, and even the rulers were sneering at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if this is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up to him, offering him sour wine, and saying, if you are the king of Jews, save yourself. Now there was also an inscription above him, This is the king of Jews. One of the criminals who, who were hanged there was hurling abuse at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other answered and rebuking him said, Do you not even fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed are suffering justly, for we are receiving what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he was saying, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. And he said to him, truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. This is the word of God for the people of God. God. Let us pray. Almighty God, pour out your spirit upon this, your word, and make it be for us the word of life that we might be people of life. And now, O oh God, hide me behind your cross that your message of love and grace might shine through for the redemption of the world through Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. In one of my previous churches that I pastored, I hadn't been there very long, and I, I, started, I, started, to hear, I started to hear some rumblings in that church about how, friend, how unfriendly their new pastor was, me. I, I, I started hearing that because um, on Sunday mornings, I'm sure if you've been around First Church very long, if, you, if you've been around me very long, especially this morning, you saw that in my look. I have that consternation uh, kind of look on my, on my face on Sunday mornings. I've got tasks uh, to accomplish on Sunday mornings. And, and uh, a lot of times I don't have a whole lot of time for, for chit-chat sometimes on Sunday mornings. And so that was, that was kind of what they had experienced of me. Apparently, their previous pastor uh, spent lots of time with everybody before and after, and after worship. And, and the story was kind of getting around at that church. Well, the new preacher isn't, isn't very friendly. It was, uh, it was not intentional at all. Um, it was not intentional at all. I, I just simply... Um, I mean, I, I simply didn't have enough time on Sunday mornings, especially when I was new. Lots and lots of things going on in that church. And, and, and um, I just, I don't have enough time 
to, to go out of my way uh, to be rude to somebody. I, I just don't have that. I don't have that. I don't have that much time. I don't have that much. I don't have that much energy. I just. I don't have it in me. There are so many times, though, that I inadvertently hurt other people's feelings. There, there are so many times that I inadvertently harm people. I unintentionally, because of the things that I say or don't say, because of the things that I do or don't do, I inadvertently uh, harm others. And 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 we all we all do that. We all inadvertently harm others, but then there are other times where it's not inadvertent at all. It's not unintentional at all. There are times in our lives when we commit intentional sins, when we do things intentionally to harm others. Over the last number of weeks, we've been looking at the last week of Jesus' life, the last seven days of Jesus' life. And, and really, uh, we, we're continuing that just a bit today, even though it's on Palm Sunday, we're, we're once again looking at, his, uh, looking at his crucifixion. But really, what I want us to look at and, and examine here uh, are, are these, these words here of Jesus. Um, he wasn't quite on the cross but he, as he was being crucified, somewhere uh, when he was being crucified, he looked at them and said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Now, um, there's part of me that wants to take issue with what Jesus says, because they certainly did know what they were doing. I mean, they, they, knew, they knew that they were uh, nailing this man to the cross uh, many of them believed that he was innocent. At the, very, at the very worst, he was a country preacher that was, according, according to uh, the, the Jewish way of, of believing, he was a country preacher that was preaching heresy. Uh, that's, that's at the very worst of, what he, uh, uh, worst of what he did. At the very best of what he did, he taught a way of peace. He taught a way of forgiveness and love. He, he taught that if you have a Roman soldier that comes and asks, asks you to walk one mile, well, instead, you walk two miles. He wasn't there to overthrow the Roman government. He was, he was telling folks to, uh, to pay taxes to Caesar, to, to, to be kind uh, to your enemy. If someone, if someone slaps you on one cheek, you turn to them the other cheek as well, to forgive your enemies. That's what... I mean. Th- that's, that's, who, that's who Jesus was. That's, that's, what he was. that's what he was teaching. And so the crowd knew that. The Jewish authorities knew that. They knew exactly what they were doing. They were putting to death, at the very least, a very good man. Now, what they didn't realize is that they were putting to death the, the one and only Son of God. They didn't recognize that. But they knew that they were putting to death a very good man. They knew the kind of torturous death that they had uh, that they had created. That's what they knew. There had been thousands and thousands of crucifixions uh, about 50 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus. Uh, the, the ancient historian Josephus describes a scene uh, right before the fall of Jerusalem, before the, fall, before the destruction of Jerusalem by the, by the Roman Empire. Uh, he, he talked about how there were crucifixions that were taking place all around, all around the city, all encircling the city, and they were three deep. There are historians that have, that have estimated that there were tens of thousands of people that were, that were crucified over just a couple of year period all around the city of Jerusalem. So they knew what, I mean, they knew that this torturous death, they, they, had, they had created it so, so that it would be the, the most painful 
death that you could ever experience. I mean, most people lived um, between, uh, between a day to two days, normally 24 hours to maybe even upwards of, of, 40, of 48 hours. Uh, we, we learned from the gospel accounts that uh, because it was the, the day before the Jewish Passover, they didn't want any of the criminals there suffering and alive on, uh, on, on Passover day. And so they came along and they broke the legs of these two criminals and others that were being crucified with Jesus. And the reason, the reason that that would kill them was because it was only by the power of their legs were they able to, to hold themselves up and push themselves up with, with every breath, with every breath. And so how a person died when they were crucified was that they suffocated because they lost strength in their legs to be able to breathe. And so on that day, later on in that day, the Roman authorities came and they, they broke the legs of those who were being crucified with Jesus. But they, as they came to Jesus, they realized he had already, been, he, he had already died because of his severe beating that he had received earlier. We talked about that last week. Experience the most painful, vile death that you can ever imagine. And he looked them in their eyes and he prayed to God the Father and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. There are times in my life, again, that I don't know what I'm doing. It's unintentional. I don't mean to be rude. And we're all the same way. There are times that we unintentionally harm others. There are times when when we are um, when when it's when it's inadvertent how we harm others. But then there are times in our lives that it is indeed intentional. And I want you to hear these words from Jesus yet again. Father, forgive them. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter how far you think you have strayed from God, hear these words. You are forgiven by God. He is offering you forgiveness. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We have had five youth here today who have now given their hearts and their lives to God through Jesus Christ. They have found and experienced salvation. They have accepted that forgiveness that God has offered them. And I, and I hope that you have as well. I pray that you have as well, no matter who you are, no no matter how bad you think you've been, God's grace is more than enough. God's love is more than than enough. God loves you far more, far more than your sin could ever take you. Did you get that? God loves you far more and far greater than your sin. Would you bow with me? Many of us here today, in fact, probably even most of us here today, have made a decision for Jesus Christ at some point in our lives. For many of us, it may have been when we were a youth, 
about the age of these kids that came forward today. For some of us, it may have been, well, we've just kind of always been a believer in Jesus. But there are others who are here today that may have never really made a decision for Jesus Christ. Certainly, we, they've heard the stories before, but we've never made a decision. And so I would ask that all of us, right, right where we are, just right there under our breath, to pray with me this prayer. Right there where you are, committing our hearts and our lives to the Lord. Oh, Jesus, forgive me, for I am a sinner. I should have been right there hanging on a cross. I've disobeyed you. I've been unfaithful to friends and family members. I am a sinner. And I need your forgiveness, Lord Jesus. Come and save me from my sins. Come and be the Lord of my life. Right now. Right now, I covenant that I will follow you daily. This is my new way, my new being. Now, no longer am I your enemy, but now I am your child. Help me to follow you all the days of my life. Help me to hear yet again those words. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.